Hey, this is DeMar DeRozan, four-time NBA All-Star and member of the Chicago Bulls, and you're listening to Train, Body and Mind. Let's all be part of the progress. Oh, hello. Welcome to Trained Body and Mind, a podcast exploring the cutting edge of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beyer. Each episode, I connect with the world's leading experts and athletes to talk about mindset, movement, nutrition, recovery, and sleep, what we like to call the five facets of fitness. Today, I'm talking with one of the most dominant power running backs in the history of the NFL. I think just love working hard. I feel like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, and that's just always been my mindset. And from the people that I've been inspired by, that's what I've seen them do, and the ones you always hear stories about of how they got to where they are, and that's how I think. That's Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry. His list of accolades is like his legendary stiff arm, long and impressive. He's won a Heisman Trophy, an NCAA national title, and at various times, he's led the NFL in rushing attempts, yardage, and touchdowns. He's been described as a beast, a bruiser, a freight train, and my personal favorite, a good-sized tree. As you'll hear when he shares his approach to training, injury, rehab, and game day, he's an absolute delight to talk with. How do you feel about hearing words like that? You know, it's always cool to hear how people view you in their eyes. You know, that's very kind for people to, you know, have those thoughts. What words would you use to describe the athlete that you are today? Humble. I would say I'm I'm humble. It took a lot to get where I am today, and um, there's still more to accomplish. And, you know, I had a lot of help along the way. You know, I had a lot of people who, who, who've guided me and great teammates and great coaches and great father figures, my dad as well. And, and hopefully I could continue to do great things in this sport and in this world and, you know, inspire somebody who wants to be like me one day. Yeah, so who inspired you when you were growing up? Who was your favorite running back? I was a big LaDainian Thomason fan. You know, I had his bobblehead, um, had his jersey, and just loved the way he played the game. But, you know, I love running backs in general. I mean, I can go on and on about LaDainian Thomason, um, Eddie George, Fred Taylor, Ricky Williams, Aaron James, Sean Alexander, who I call uncle, who played at Alabama, who's a legend. Jerome Bettis, Larry Johnson. When I was a kid, that's who, you know, I really watched. Yeah, what was it about the position specifically that caught your attention? I just felt like, to me as a kid, I felt like it was the most important position on the field because all eyes were on the running back and everybody wanted to see what the running back was going to do. And I just felt like that was the most attractive position. And I just love, you know, playing in my grandma's yard against my cousins or making somebody miss or breaking a tackle was just so exciting. I had the ball in my hands and it was always something that I played growing up and wanted to play as time went on when I got older. So we talked a little bit about some of the adjectives people use to describe you and the way you play. You also have a lot of nicknames. You want to share what your nickname was in high school? Well, my hometown name that my grandmother gave me is Ashaka. So because my my mom and dad had me at an early age and I was a shock to the family, so she named me Shaka. <laughs> People still call me that. My family still calls me that. So throughout sports, I probably had nicknames, but it wasn't like nothing serious or anything like that. Well, what about King Henry? Well, yeah, that started in high school, but it wasn't like 
big as it is now. You know, I got called it here and there in high school, but I definitely wanted to make sure it stayed once I got to the next level and got to the NFL, which was my dream. Yeah, it's a pretty cool nickname. Um, what does it mean for people who might not know? I guess being dominant, letting your presence be known every time you step on the field. I carry your pride, and I love the name, so I got to live up to it. Well, you don't get a nickname like King Henry. You don't get to the top of your game without putting in the work. And I think a lot of the work that you do happens in the gym. So I want to talk about training for a bit. I know you're a diehard gym rat. I have seen many a workout compilation video of yours. You're so fun to watch because you just go ham on everything that you do. When did you discover the gym and your love for it? You know, it's so funny. Um, so I grew up with a lot of a lot of cousins who were older than me and got to play sports before I did. And I always wanted to be like them and had the opportunity. And growing up as a kid, I was always long and skinny because I was tall at the time. So anytime I saw weights or I seen anybody like an athlete who had muscles, I just always wanted to do push-ups, do sit-ups, and do curls, anything I can do to get my muscles bigger. And I always thought it happened overnight. And I'd wake up and be like, why am I, my muscles not growing up? <laughs> I used to always ask my cousin, ask my dad, like, why am I not getting bigger? They're like, man, you that takes a while. It don't happen overnight. But um, that's how, how it always started. And, you know, since I've been start playing sports, that's something I've always been been inspired by and, you know, wanted to do is is work out. So anytime, you know, when I got to high school or even in middle school, we had a gym. That's all I want to do is lift weights, lift weights, lift weights, lift weights. Been carried with me ever since then. What do you love most about working out? What what feeling do you get when you're in the gym and you're just in the zone? I love everything. I just love getting stronger, love getting faster, love getting bigger. I just get a rush from it every time. Like if I if I'm not working out, I feel like I'm not getting better at something. And you know, working out is something that I have pride in. I love. I have a passion for, and something that I continue to do until end of time. Yeah, that uh, that natural legal high is a pretty good one. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Okay, so we both at the gym. We both love it. I will tell you I am 5'5". Five five. I'm around 120, depending on the day and, you know, what I ate the night before. And you are? I'm like 6'3". Right now, I'm probably like 250. Okay, so you're a little bit bigger. But I'm sharing yeah. and I'm asking because... <laughs> You know, we're different genders, different shapes, different sizes. I personally think we would have a lot of fun working out together. Um, but since we can't do that right now, for the next few minutes, I'd love to just maybe talk a little bit about our favorite ways to train. We can both go mm-hmm. back and forth on this. So I'd love for you to go first. I'll just ask you a couple of questions. Starting out just with what is your favorite body weight exercise and why? My favorite body weight exercise is probably a lunge into a curl. I love doing that because I feel like you're working your legs, your quads. Who doesn't want big quads? And plus, I don't have big legs. I got long legs. So I feel like when I'm doing those, I feel like my legs are getting so much bigger. And then going into a curl, trying to get my muscles big. So I feel like I'm working on two body parts at the same time. And it's a win-win situation. So that's probably my favorite one to do. Yeah, that efficiency is pretty good. I think mine would have to be strict pull-ups. I feel like it's such a challenging movement for so many people. And then when you get that first one, there's like nothing quite like it. But then when you can rep them out, I mean, that is so satisfying on so many levels. For sure. So what's your favorite piece of equipment or machine? If you only had access to one, what would you go for? That's tough. Probably a Kaiser machine. 
Because you can do so many different exercises with a Kaiser machine and, you know, it gets tough. Because you can do abs, you can do arms, you can do legs. And I've worked with it for probably about three or four years now. And it helps. If you didn't have any weights, you just had the machines. I feel like you can get a lot of work by using that machine. I feel like if it's one workout, I would probably grab a barbell. Yeah. I love barbell movements. I love powerlifting, Olympic lifting. Yeah. And then I feel like you can do burpees over the bar and like you can put something together where you're using it for multiple energy systems. But I also always go back to a kettlebell because I think they're so versatile. But then I would want like a run of kettlebells, not just one. Yeah. Because obviously you can't do everything with one kettlebell. So I don't know. Maybe I'm cheating at my own game here. Kettlebells are definitely, if I had to choose, they're probably second on my list. All right. Last one for you. What is your favorite piece of equipment that would fit in a carry-on? I know you have access to all the amazing things when you travel, but let's just say one day you can only bring what's in your carry-on. Probably um, one of the restricted bands where you know I can squat or do shoulder stuff and you can stretch and, and do all type of stuff. So probably restricted band, I can take that and I'll be fine. I had the same thought. Okay, wait, I lied one more, but this one's just for you. If you had to choose between working out or playing football, which would you choose? And I realize that you need to work out in order to play football, but for the purposes of this silly question, let's just pretend that you don't need to. Uh, Play football. I love playing football. You're working out. It's individual. When when you're playing football, you're with a team and, you know, that camaraderie, those relationships, nothing beats it at all. Awesome. Well, thank you for indulging me in that. I am curious how you stay motivated to get after it so consistently in the gym during what looks like, as I'm watching these videos of you, like truly tough moments, like when you're just grinding. I think just love working hard. I feel like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that's just always been my mindset. And from the people that I've been inspired by, that's what I've seen them do. And the ones you always hear stories about of how they got to where they are. And that's how I think. Do you listen to music while you train? Yeah, I do. When the, if the gym has music, then I'm good. If it doesn't, then I mean, I'm, I'm gonna still work out. I can't do headphones on workout though, because I gotta mm-hmm. hear myself breathe. Because if I'm in the gym and I'm working out and I got these headphones in and it's all loud, I mean, people looking at me like, "Why are he breathing so hard?" So I, I want to be able to hear myself breathe, so I can't wear headphones when I work out. What kind of music gets you moving the best? Any rap music. I love rap music. So anytime I'm working out, I hear rap music. I'm thinking about the season. I'm thinking about all type of stuff. So. Yeah, hard to beat that in the gym. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Yeah, same. I mean, I I work out mostly at a CrossFit gym or I run. So if I run, I'm usually listening to podcasts, trying to do some research for the show. Yeah. When I'm at CrossFit, they play their stuff, but they'll ask sometimes and I enjoy the rap, the hip hop the most. I feel like that kind of gets me amped up. For sure. What about any phrases that you say to yourself? Are you a visualizer? Anything you do on a regular basis? Like if you're going for a one rep or if you're going for, you know, a pace that you haven't hit yet in the gym? Yeah, I have this quote on my Instagram. It says, nobody cares work harder. So if I'm having a day where, I, man, I don't, I don't really want to go to the gym, don't nobody care about how you feel. You know, you got to go put the work in. If I'm sore, don't nobody care about me being sore. You got to go to work. That's how it is. That's how the world goes. I mean, that's the mindset. You know, nobody cares about how you feel. Nobody cares about your excuse. It's all about what the work you put in. So, well, and you're the biggest running back in the NFL. You've always been a big guy. I mean, you described being a little bit 
taller and leaner until you kind of got into the gym and started, you know, really putting mm-hmm. your muscle on. Were you the size by the time you graduated high school? Yeah, I was I was pretty close. I was probably like 6'2", probably like 235, 238. Were you ever encouraged to play another sport or within football to play another position because you were a bigger guy? You know, so funny coming into high school, I didn't even want to play football. I wanted to play basketball. But while waiting on basketball, you know, football season's first, so you got to wait on basketball to come out the football season. I was like, basketball will be my main focus. But while sitting at home the whole time, I got bored. You know, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to play football. And then my freshman year, you know, I went out and played, and I had a great year. And then after my freshman year, I started getting college offers, and I was like, well, basketball might not be <laughs> the sport I need to pursue. But I still played it. I played until my junior year, but football after my freshman year, that was like, that was it. Did you ever have it in your head that you were not the like, quote, right body shape or body size for your position? Yeah, I heard that a lot. You know, back in the day, back in the 80s, you know, running backs were big and it was a running back league. And, you know, with me coming up now, seeing how the league now, it's a passing league. So especially, you know, going to college, you know, guys who usually were my size, we're going to defense, you know, and I was always passionate about playing running back and that's what stuck in my head and that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, going through the recruitment process and going through high school, you know, nobody really to believe that I was going to stick with the running back position and play running back once I got to the next level. But that was always my mindset. Did hearing those things ever negatively affect your performance in any way? Do you think, did you ever doubt yourself and that you might be successful in the sport? Oh, no, that fueled me. Every time I heard it, it fueled me. I love that. I just felt like people didn't believe in me, didn't think I could do it. So it just fueled me every time. And I just wanted to prove everybody wrong that said I couldn't do it. Well, you know, in the everyday athlete world, I hear people say things like, I would love to try to run a marathon, but I don't have a runner's body, or I'm intimidated to try CrossFit because I don't look like the people who tend to be very good at CrossFit. So I'm curious if you have any other words of wisdom for people listening who might be hesitant to try something based on the body type that they have that they think doesn't align with what our culture has decided is right for a particular activity. Yeah, I mean, you would never know if you can do something or be great at something if you don't try. Just because somebody said that you can't do it doesn't mean that you can't. If you got aspirations, you got dreams, you got goals, you go pursue them. Anytime you want to do something along your journey, along this life that you feel like attracts you and you know you really want to do, go chase that and do it. And do it with a relentless effort each and every day. Yeah, don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. God put it in your heart for a reason, so why not go try? When we come back from the break, Derek talks about his foot injury and rehab last year and then walks us through his approach to the offseason, preseason, and game day. You know, you mentioned a few minutes ago about you started playing freshman year and you were getting calls from these big powerhouse schools. I've always wondered what's that like? Is it weird? You know, at that, what are you, 14, 15, being recruited by these amazing universities to go and play for them? It was crazy. It was really crazy. You know, at a point in time, you're so young. I mean, you know what's going on, but you don't really know what's going on. You know, it don't really hit you until you get older. Like, dang, I'm actually going to college. I play for a big university. 
Because back then, you know, playing NCAA football, that was like the big thing. So that was definitely exciting. And the whole process, it was something I'll never forget because it was like a kid in the candy store just having all these colleges recruiting me and sending me letters. And, you know, it was very cool. Yeah, it's a dream. All right, well, let's talk about something a little bit less fun, less exciting. Um, Another thing we both have a little bit in common, but injury. You had a (laughs) season-ending foot fracture against the Colts on Halloween last year. Tell us about that injury, the surgery, how long you were out. Yeah, um, I think it was like in the first quarter, we had like a outside zone run to the left, and I tried to cut back, and you know, I ended up getting stopped. And I, uh, I got back up, and on the next play, I had a, a motion when I was going out behind the quarterback, and something felt weird, and I was like, whoa, I never felt this before. So I was like, maybe I'll walk it off and it, it'll feel better. But it never did. And it started getting worse. So I'm like, oh, man, this is pretty bad. And I got to the sideline. My foot was throbbing. It was hurting. I had to take my cleats off and let the trainers know. I was like, man, this is hurting just pretty bad. And, you know, he was asking me if I want to get an x-ray. And I was just like, I know what that meant. If I get an x-ray, I was like. <laughs> no, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no, but yes, exactly. So happened like mid-first quarter. And, you know, I went back in the game. And I ended up finishing the game. And, you know, I was hurting the whole time. I and mean, it was it was killing me. After we got an x-ray and I found out it was broke. And I was devastated. That was really my first major injury during the season because I never have been hurt during the season and missed significant time. So I got the surgery. And then um, I started rehabbing get my foot back right and getting the mobility back, you know, in my body and then and then my foot and you know, trying to get that muscle memory and everything and going through that whole rehabbing process of learning how to walk from heel to toe again and running and walking and pushing weight and doing all those type of things, making sure that if I had a chance to make it back during the season that, you know, I would be like I was before I got hurt. But, you know, throughout the whole process, I was very appreciative. And I I think it made me very hungry today, you know, knowing everything that happened and all the time I missed out on. You know, I'm definitely ready for this season, knowing what happened last season. Watch out. What do you feel like, what aspect of your fitness do you feel like you lost the most during that time? Well, not having your foot, you can only (laughs) move on, on one leg. So I had to do a lot of upper body workouts. And I'm just like, man, I'm doing all this upper body. I'm going to look like a dang, look like a crab. I ain't, you ever seen a guy on the SpongeBob SquarePants show who had the big muscles and little legs? I'm, I'm going to look like him. So my, my whole thing was like, man, I, I don't want to get too big and then not be able to have no lower body. So I was just waiting on the doctor to give me and the trainer to give me the okay to go out there and do my lower body, do leg press, do squats and do lunges and all that type of stuff. And when they gave me the okay, that's when I started doing that type of stuff. But it was just hard being restricted, just doing upper body the whole time. So, I can only imagine what was going on in your head that time. So what did you do mentally to stay positive? How did you stay focused? Yeah, my daughter, really. My daughter and my girl, you know, kept my head in it. And seeing her every day, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with her that I wouldn't probably have if I was playing during the season. So spending time with her, you know, seeing her in the morning, all I had to do was see that smile and I was fine. So just, just being around them really, really helped me a lot. Are you currently training in a different way since the injury to focus on doing what you can to make sure that doesn't happen again, that you don't get another lower body injury, that you don't re-injure your same foot? 
Yes, I I am actually um working with a PT, Luke Miller, who who's a PT at the gym I work out at, and uh, he just been making sure that I, that I find my toes because your feet are really important, and just just as much you want flexibility in your body, you need it in your feet as well and in your toes, and so he's been making sure that you know I'm doing everything I can to let those metatarsals in my foot stretch because I broke the fifth metatarsal in my foot, so I've been focusing a lot on that when I'm doing lower body exercises and actually work with him today when I did my lower body workout this morning. All right. Well, speaking of today, as you and I talk, you're in Dallas, you're about to start your seventh preseason with the Titans. I would love for you to walk us through a typical year (laughs) as quickly as we can do this in a few minutes. Give us an idea just of how you adjust or adapt your training from the off season to the preseason to the regular season. And I think it makes sense to start with off season since you're just winding that down. So during this time, what is your main training focus? Do you back off of anything in particular? How does your approach change? I think my approach is the same throughout the whole offseason. Even getting closer to uh, camp and um, preseason, you know, I still keep the same mindset, uh, make sure I'm in shape and being ready as I can. And then once I'm done with the offseason, now it's going back into preseason, getting ready for the season, which you putting pads on, putting the helmet on. So you got to get back adjusted to that, of carrying that. And then I just, the mindset of the season, you know, it's go time. So I'm usually doing a conditioning. So I'm running in the sand or I'm running sprints. So I'll practice for a little bit. And then coach sends me off with uh, our strength and conditioning coach to go in the sand pit and just run while I'm holding the ball. He's pulling it from me while I'm doing cutting or I'll go on the, on the field and run some sprints, you know, just so my condition is right because all the carries that I get, you want to make sure that I have the right condition. And so when during the season, when I'm on my 22nd or 23rd carry, that I'm not tired. I'm just starting to get going when the fourth quarter comes around and they need me to make a play, then I can go out there and do that by the condition that I've done. And then during the season, I've got to answer that. It's just, you know, it's about being consistent, maintaining, staying on track with your body by recovery, doing doing those type of things. Cold tub, hot tub, kneeling, massaging, stretching. You know, it's a rough sport. It's a game of injury. So you got to make sure you do everything possible to be ready week in, week out to take care of your body. So is there any passive recovery during regular season then? You, you mentioned training the day after a game, or is it all really active recovery? On Mondays, I'll work out first try to get that soreness out a little bit, but, you know, I'm still going to be sore. But work out and then do the cold tubs and hot tubs. And then Tuesday, I have my deep tissue massage, and I'm still doing cold tub and hot tub. And then probably do, like, um, massage or go get an IV or get in the um the cold chamber or, or something like that. And then by Wednesday, you know, it's, it's time to practice. So... That's usually my schedule. You know, a lot of guys probably do something different, but that's what helps me get ready for the weekend, you know, for another game as far as preparation-wise. Can you walk us through what goes on in your head the 48 hours before a game? Like, how do you get mentally prepared to do what you do? I'm just thinking about the game, just visualizing myself having a great game, visualizing the plays that we ran during the week, you know, against the team that we're playing and having a big game, scoring touchdowns, breaking tackles, making big plays that my team win. And my girl always says, like, during the season, she was like, you just, you're different. I can always see you thinking about something, so. How are you feeling about heading into season number seven? 
really excited because last year I got hurt. I missed half of the season. So, you know, I can't wait to get back out there. Uh, I watched The Last Dance a lot with Michael Jordan. I probably watch it almost once or twice a week, you know, because I just get so inspired from it. And I'm a, I am love Michael Jordan. I love his mindset. So, you know, knowing that he had a foot injury as well, and, you know, he came back from it and he was a beast and, you know, the career he had, we all know that. And so anything I find that can motivate me or fuel me, I'm looking for. And, then, you know, I'm excited for this year. I can't wait to get back out there. Well, Derek, you are considered one of the best to ever play the power running back position. And we meet a lot of bests on this podcast. They all seem to have this X factor that contributes to them being the best at their sport. Do you know what your X factor is? Have you put your finger on that? Like as far as like... Yeah, what's your superpower? What's your... What makes you you? I guess X factor probably would be my stiff arm if I had a superpower. But I would say probably being a perfectionist and I always say I'm my biggest critic. There's no critic bigger than me. And I'm really hard on myself. So even when I do well, I'm always dwelling on the stuff that I did bad in the game. That I feel like I could have did, I could have did better. Good is never good enough. You know, when you're good, you'll tell everybody that you're good. Like Walter Payton's always say, but when you're great, they'll tell you. So that's always been my mindset. And that's something to always think about. I'm one of my favorite quotes all the time. Are there any people that you look up to off the field? outside of your sport that you feel like have helped you with your success on the field? I was a big Kobe Bryant fan. I love Kobe Bryant. Moment mentality always. I feel like he had that same drive and that same killer instinct as Jordan had and watching how great he was. And even when he was great, he still wanted more. And, you know, it's just so many examples that, you know, growing up, I've, I've watched guys be great. And, you know, I get to see uh, Barry Sanders and talk to him throughout the Heisman thing. And he's one of the GOATs, one of the best all time. LeBron James, you know, I, I love how LeBron James interacts with all the athletes, you know, in each and every sport. You know, he's our Jordan of our time. So those are the ones that, you know, really inspire me and I'm sure a lot of kids around the world. How do you feel when kids or other athletes say that you are their inspiration? I think it's very cool, but I always tell kids to not want to be like me, be better than me. You know, whatever you shoot to do in life, whether it's football, whether it's playing running back, you know, always shoot to be better than the person that you look up to. Well, people love to put timelines on other people. You've had more than the average good years. What are some of the best lessons that you've learned along the way that you believe have contributed to your longevity in the sport? Cherish every day and work hard and try to get the most out every day. Even if you don't, just have that in the back of your mind. Because in our sport, it's so physical. I think it could be here today and be gone tomorrow. Like, I could have a 100-yard game one week and the next week you know, you can't play football anymore because of a, a certain type of injury. That's just the reality of it. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not going to wood. I pray that it don't happen. But that's what it is. It can be here today and gone tomorrow. That's just always been my mindset, you know. Just try to be the best person and the best player you can be each and every day because I've been blessed. I've been fortunate, you know, to get to where I am and to accomplish what I accomplished. So that's what I've always looked at it as. Just appreciate everything that you have each and every day. Okay, so how do you feel about closing this podcast, not necessarily talking about football, but talking about your grandmother and what she means to you and the impact that she's had on your life? Oh, I love it. Um, I can talk about her all day. 
Yeah, my parents had me at a, a young age, and um, she just stepped in to help out as much as she could while they were uh, finishing school, and um, you know, still being able to live life, knowing you know they had you know a little baby. So, um, spent every day with her, her and my grandfather until he passed away in um, 2000. You know, I spent most of the time with her, watching her work hard. She had 14 kids, 12 girls, and two boys. My my dad was the last kid and last boy, so you know she worked at um, a Holiday Inn, a hotel, until she couldn't anymore so she can provide for all of us. And, you know, that's where I seen hard work come from. She could have had every excuse not to go to work and stop at any given point, but she didn't stop until she felt like she's done enough and it was time for her to enjoy her life. You know, that's what my family's built off of. You know, she taught me a lot about life. You know, she stayed on me about school. Sports was important, but school was more more important. You know, the thing she instilled in me and still in my family, you know, I'm definitely use that, you know, for my kids in my family, and, um, you know, she's the rock of the family and will always be the rock, and I can only try to be as happy as what she was when she was here. Man, she sounds amazing. Yeah, she was. I bet she is super proud of you. I hope so, and um, hopefully, you know, I can be as great as she was as a human being. Derek, I'm so glad we got to talk today. Appreciate it, yeah. Thank you for making the time for us. Thank you for having me. I gotta say, I wasn't sure what to expect going into my interview with Derek. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, on paper and on the field, the focus is usually on his power and dominance. But in talking to him, I found him to be very thoughtful and engaging. There's definitely a quiet candor and confidence about him. And Derek is well on his way to becoming one of the greatest running backs of all time. So it's worth repeating three things he said. One, I'm my biggest critic. Two, I always tell kids, don't try to be me, be better than me. And finally, my grandmother was the rock of the family, if I could be just half of what she was. I'd say if you want to fathom Derrick Henry's power, those three quotes are a pretty good place to start. On the next episode of Trained, we sit down with physical therapist Dr. Laurel Prue as she separates fact from fiction when it comes to exercising through pregnancy and the months after delivery. This has been Trained. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode of Trained, help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast. That way we can keep making great episodes for you to listen to. And it helps other people find us too. If you've got a question for me or my guests or a topic you'd like to see covered, email me at trained at nike.com and I'll see what I can do. Thanks for listening to Trained. Just a reminder, always talk with your doctor before starting any training or nutrition program. The information we provide isn't a substitute for any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and the individual opinions expressed here are just that, opinions.